This is Tate Talks on iHub Radio, a fresh perspective on how to live your best life. Combining biological sciences, mind-body medicine, nutrition, and exercise. This is the place to get the big picture on health and wellness. Live from the iHub Radio studios in Palm Springs, California, here's functional medicine certified health coach and award-winning wellness expert, Jason Tate. Jason Tate here out of iHub Studios in Palm Springs, California. Thank you for joining me on this very special show where I talk about movement, nutrition, mindfulness, what I call the three pillars of wellness. Uh, There are many other pillars of wellness and financial wellness and social wellness, but these three, they really do cover uh, a wide range of things that would build a complete whole healthy human being. Um, I've often said that our total health is a combination of what we eat, drink, breathe, and think uh, in addition to how we move. (laughs) I can't forget that part. So uh, in this hour of Tate Talks, I will be sharing six social distancing mistakes that you may be making that are putting you at risk for contracting COVID-19 coronavirus. Also in this hour, we nourish the mind with this week's A Thought to Digest and the weekly guided meditation by yours truly in my Empty Your Cup mindfulness segment. My goal this hour is to educate and inspire you, as well as leave you with an overwhelming sense of peace and serenity from the guided meditation. This is Tate Talks. All right, jumping right into my six social distancing mistakes. This is from Microsoft News, and I found it to be uh, very interesting and right on point, actually. So we're several weeks now into the pandemic, and People wearing masks, walking around, and Zoom happy hour invitations, they're kind of, at first, they were surprising. Now it's kind of just part of everyday life, which is interesting. Um, The psychology of what is going on now, psychology, psychiatry, like the mental health toll that this pandemic is um, taking on humans is, I have a friend of mine who's a psychologist, and I spoke with him yesterday, It is staggering what's going on out there. Um, And my doctor friends that I've been speaking to who generally treat heart disease and diabetes and things like that, they're doing so much mental health counseling uh, with their patients right now. It is a tough and challenging time. As far as some social distancing mistakes that might be putting you at risk of COVID-19, one of them is normalization. Uh, Some researchers have pointed out that the fear of the unknown, this is a common driver for people to take action, okay, to really jump on the bandwagon right in the beginning. So the early days of COVID-19, boom, people were on board doing it, okay? But now living with it for several weeks, people tend to normalize, uh, become more relaxed about things like washing their hands uh, and going out for things other than getting the essentials, Okay, this the key to avoiding this mistake, as studies will show, is repeated creative reminders linked to evolving situations that are important to avoid complacency. Okay, do not become complacent with this, be constantly vigilant. All right, so number two, overlooking 
everyday hazards, okay? The COVID-19 crisis, it has everyone's attention right now. So people are generally hyper-focused on mitigating the risk of exposure to the virus, but over-focusing on them could potentially be hazardous because it might cause you to neglect other everyday basics that would keep you healthy, like healthy, proper sleep and regular exercise and human companionship, uh, uh, your diet. <laughs> These are all really important. And we could be so focused on COVID-19 coronavirus that we're forgetting these other important things. For example, I haven't been making my green smoothies like I should have uh, because I'm not in the routine of waking up and leaving the house before 7 a.m. to go to school. Um, and that's overlooking the everyday hazard. I am myself. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> so I will make, I will say right now on the radio, I'm going to make a commitment uh, to getting back into my green smoothies. And I also told my students this the other day as well. So uh, definitely balance your normal health needs while ensuring that you have minimal exposure to COVID-19. Thinking about indoor workouts and regular phone calls and video chats with loved ones, um, meditation, which by the way, you're listening to the right hour. Uh, this is the hour that I do that meditation that you're going to want every week. Uh, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Number three uh, of a social distancing mistake that some people are making <clears throat> is focusing on their physical health and neglecting their emotional health. Okay. And I go to the park every day and I see a lot of people out there working out uh, and doing, you know, sprints and running and working out and doing things, even playing sports, uh, which is good. But make sure that you understand that your mental health is also something that you need to take care of, especially during this time, okay? Social distancing is not easy. And it's important to consider the mental and emotional health and self-care. This is more important now than ever, okay? Taking care of your mental health and make sure that you adhere to proper social distancing protocols as well, okay? So focus on your mental and emotional health during this time. Um, so don't make the mistake of thinking that, eh, don't need to worry about that. And I think a lot of people are, are aware to it now. Um, I'm starting to get this quarantine fatigue right now where I'm like, okay, all right, <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> Number four, believing that the precautions that you are taking are not working. Okay. There's science-backed reason researchers that you'll see um, people more lax about wearing a mask and social distancing than a month ago. Uh, why you don't get any proof that something is working is less can make you less likely to stick with it. And this is tough because a virus, you know, is small, is very small, and you know it's kind of I'll I'll, I'll liken this to <clears throat> when you start working out and you're like, okay, I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to take off two inches off my waist and, you know, grow my muscles and, and get strong and, and get in shape. And you start going to the gym and you go every day for a week and you don't see any change at all. And in fact, maybe you even gain some weight. You're like, oh my gosh, what is going on here? 
I'm not seeing anything. I don't know when it happens and it happens at a different time for everyone, but there is a time when it happens. Just stick with it. <laughs> stick with the workouts. Keep going. Uh, if it is every day that you've committed to, go every day. Uh, if it's five days a week, you know, schedule it. Do it five days a week. It might take three weeks before you start to see some changes. It might take six weeks until you see some changes. It might take two months, depending on how hard your workouts are and what you're doing. But there will come a time when you see a difference and you're like, okay, all right, this is working. <laughs> On the flip side of that, what I'm talking about here is believing the precautions you're taking aren't working just because you don't see yourself being uh, covered in coronavirus doesn't mean that it's not out there. Um, stick with the precautions. There's a reason that these mask laws and things are in place right now. Just stick with it for now until uh, government agencies like the Centers for Disease Control and the World Health Organization until they say, all right, we're good, we're golden, we're out of the mud. So stick with it. Number five, giving in to the desire that your life uh, the desire for your life to go back to normal, okay? It stinks being stuck at home, not being able to go to your favorite yoga studio or go get your hair cut or your nails done. Yeah, I get it, 100%. Um, my hair is actually getting pretty long right now. <laughs> and that's okay because at some point I'll get it cut again and that's okay. Human behavior... By, and this is a quote from a researcher, human behavior is driven by strong aversion to losses and a desire to maintain the status quo, which is an impulse that favors recouping losses rather than seizing options that lead to superior outcomes. What does that mean? We like, our, we like what we like. We like habits. We like um, what's easy and what's simple. And when things change, we don't tend to enjoy that much. Um, status quo is what people enjoy. And what's happening now is a new normal. Um, a lot of us want to go back to being able to go out to restaurants and meet friends and that whole thing. That was our normal. But right now, we are several weeks into this and we're developing a new normal. Okay. But just because we want life to go back to normal, it doesn't mean that normal should be that way. So be careful with uh, the normalization and status quo. <clears throat> Number six, acting on social norms. This again is coming from an article about social distancing mistakes that may be putting you at risk for contracting COVID-19. Simple things like hugging a friend you run into at the grocery store or standing too close to a neighbor um, when you're both out walking your dogs or you're out working in your yard. These are bad habits that are, well, not bad. These are habits <laughs> that are hard to break and they're hard to remember. You know, I mean, I went uh, to the orthodontist yesterday uh, because I have braces and it was an amazing procedure, honestly. They have it down pat. Um, and I had 
my orthodontist on my show a few weeks ago and uh, right before everything shut down, actually. And I was so safe and so comfortable uh, with their procedures and how they did everything there. But I see my my friend, my new friend, my orthodontist, and I wanted to, you know, shake his hand. But we just, you know, we touched elbows and it was like, hey, good to see you, brother. <laughs> you know, and that's that's our new norm. And we talked about how things have really changed. And, um, you know, we're rolling with it. So um, make sure that you, you know, keep in your mind and keep vigilant and understand that, you know, when you do see a friend and you want to give them a hug, you know, just give them a little shoulder or a little a uh, little elbow bump, and you know, rely on your words. Um, a hug is great, and there's nothing like a hug. But you know, this is a great time for us to be creative and compassionate, and use our words in ways that almost feel like a hug. How about that? <laughs> All right. Still in this hour how to ready yourself for meditation and coming up this week's empty your cup mindfulness meditation stay with me right here on tate talks want to prevent or even reverse many of the chronic diseases that plague society today you're in the right place now here's jason tate jason tate here you are with me here at ihub radio out of palm springs california and i'm talking to you about setting up for meditation i want to be doing a meditation guided uh, meditation with you in just a moment and it's really important that you know Uh, how to position yourself and what to do so I don't have to take time setting that up before the meditation. So right now, I want to get into how to get yourself ready for a meditation. It's an important thing, um, you know, as far as understanding not just how to meditate, but, you know, where you can get your sources from. And I'm going to be doing a a guided meditation here uh, very soon. And I want to lead you into it so that I can you know, spend as much time as possible doing the meditation. So right now, uh, how you can meditate, it's important that you are sitting down or you can even be lying down, uh, preferably on your back. Um, And don't be hunched over either and not on your stomach because you tend to not breathe as well on your stomach and definitely don't breathe as well when you're hunched over in a chair. So just, you know, if there's a good chair where you can, lie back in the chair like a lazy boy recliner or even just a chair, an office chair, and you can lean back. Um, the other thing is, you know, people are like, oh, my gosh, where do I put my hands? Where do I put my feet? It's important to not cross your legs. So just kind of have your legs uncrossed. <clears throat> and the other thing where your hands go, it doesn't really matter that much. Um, just let them just kind of where they would just naturally fall. 
Um, sometimes I'll give an instruction where you put a hand on your stomach uh, to hear yourself breathing, you know, into your stomach. Um, but you can follow that. You cannot. Totally up to you. But hands down by your sides are good. Your eyes will be closed during the meditation. But something else, if you really want to go nice and deep um, and there's light in the room that you're in, put on an eye mask. Uh, an eye mask is a really great way to dive into a guided meditation and really go deep into the meditation. Uh, so I would recommend um, make sure you grab an eye mask if you have one. Something else that occurs, you know, people tell me like, uh, oh, what, what about you know, all these thoughts that I have and, you know, how do, how do you do it? You know, I, I'm constantly thinking and I can't calm down. Well, first off, that's everyone. <laughs> that takes practice. And for the people that tell me I can't meditate, well, that's just saying that you haven't, you haven't practiced the skill of meditation. Everybody can meditate. Everybody can. All you have to do is breathe. And in the meditation that I'm doing, all I have to do is breathe and listen to my voice and just follow the instructions. Everyone can follow instructions. Everyone can breathe. Uh, if you can't breathe, then, well, you won't be listening to the radio show. I can tell you that. <laughs> but just following the instructions uh, and breathing and you'll be fine. Um, what happens is we tend to have these extraneous thoughts or even, <clears throat> you know, distracting sounds. Um, it took me a while to be able to meditate on a crowded plane or bus or whatever in a car. Uh, but I can do it now. I can sit in a bus station or at a park or, you know, someplace that's loud and busy or even at a rock concert if I wanted to and drop into a deep state of meditation because I know it's possible for one. And two, you know, it takes a lot of skill and it takes a lot of practice. So just know that even if you're a beginner meditator, that's okay. You know, start where you are. Uh, and I'll take you through the beginning steps of it. So go into it with some confidence and just know that, you know, we'll be focusing on just letting go of things. And these thoughts, these uh, sounds, it's, it's important not to force them out, but really just kind of let them flow around you, if you will. Um, a great teacher of mine uh, Dr. Jim Gordon said, you know, thoughts may come, let them come and let them go. <laughs> let them just whoo, pass right by. And I talk about it being like a, like a cool breeze. You know, you can feel it. You can focus on feeling the breeze or you can just forget about it, right? And not focus on it and just let it just pass by you. So, that's what I'll invite you to do is just kind of let these thoughts, oh my gosh, with this, I can't believe, what's that noise? Let it go. <laughs> just let it go past you like a breeze, all right? And so in doing this and in following the meditation, what happens physiologically inside the body and the brain is we disengage from what's called the sympathetic <clears throat> fight or flight response of the nervous system. And we engage this parasympathetic rest and relax, rest, digest, and relax. And that's why it feels so good. 
You'll be dropping into what I call a dream weaver state. You'll be feeling good and you'll you'll just love this. You'll be releasing endorphins. You'll be releasing um, positive hormones and chemicals throughout the body and it just feels so good. So that being said, coming up, this week's guided meditation by yours truly to place you in a position of peace, power, and calm. Stay right here on Tate Talks. Tate Talks continues on iHub Radio with iHub Radio wellness expert, Jason Tate. This is Jason Tate, and you're listening to Tate Talks. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day. And right now, it's meditation time. Woohoo! <laughs> All right, so I'll remind you if you have an eye mask and you want to try it, put it on. Um, We'll be uh, playing some music. Thank you, John, station manager, for queuing up the music and letting us get into this uh, meditation for the week. I'll lead in with my empty your cup for the week, my mindfulness piece with a quote. We do not need any particular place or time to meditate, but only mindfulness. And with that, uh, I'll invite you to sit back or lie down, close your eyes. You can put on an eye mask if you want. And we'll just start with some simple breathing exercises right now, okay? Eyes are closed. Breathing in through your nose right now. Long, big inhale. And then a nice exhale, almost a sigh. Do that one more time. Nice, big, deep breath in, filling up your lungs all the way. And then when you exhale, just kind of force it out in a big sigh. That's good. That's good. Feels good to do that. All right. So now we'll go into my four, six counting breath, breathing in for four seconds, holding the breath at the top and exhaling for six seconds after that. On my count, just listening to my voice, listening to the music. Any other thoughts that come, just let them come and let them go. Like just a gentle breeze just moving around you, just listening to my voice, listening to the music. Breathing in for one, two, three, four, hold. Exhaling, one, two, three, four, five, six. In for one, two, three, four, hold, exhaling, one, two, three, four, five, six, in for one, two, three, four, 
hold. Exhaling one, two, three, four, five, six. In for one, two, three, four, hold. Exhaling one, two, three, four, five, six. In for one, two, three, four, hold. And exhaling one, two, three, four, five, six. Finding a nice gentle rhythm for you to breathe now. You can breathe, you know, I invite you to breathe in through your nose and you can exhale through your nose or your mouth, whatever you want. Definitely breathing in through the nose. Resting, relax, eyes are closed. I want us to start with the top of our head right now. Thinking about your scalp, top of your head. Feeling this warmth and peace and relaxation, almost like warm water or the warmth of the sun just on the crown of your head. Now as this warmth and peace and relaxation moves down over the top of your head, down over your forehead, warmth and relaxation moving down to your eyes, relaxing the muscles around your eyes, noticing that maybe you were squinting just a little bit, just relax. Your eyes will stay closed. More warmth moving down into your face and the muscles of your cheeks, letting those muscles relax as well. Relaxing now the muscles of your jaw, letting your jaw drop and hang just a little bit. Noticing that maybe you were clenching your jaw, just let it go. It's not going to fall off. It'll stay there. Just relax. Breathing in. And out. Allowing this warmth and peace and relaxation now moving down into your neck and shoulders. Imagine as if it's just kind of melting away any tension. A lot of people hold tension in their shoulders. Just let it just kind of melt that away. Melting like warm butter. Just releasing that tension. Letting your shoulders drop a little bit more. Releasing the tension, relaxing the muscles. Noticing now that your arms are starting to feel warm. I want you to repeat this mantra after me, just in your mind. My arms are warm and heavy. I am at peace. My arms are warm and heavy. I 
am at peace. My arms are warm and heavy. I am at peace. Allowing this peace and relaxation moving into your chest now. Thinking about your heart. Strong and calm. Repeating these words after me. My heartbeat is calm and strong. I am at peace. My heartbeat is calm and strong. I am at peace. My heartbeat is calm and strong. I am at peace. Allowing your arms to be warm and heavy now, your heartbeat calm and strong. Finally finding this moment, this place of peace, it's as if you've released a large backpack so heavy that you've been carrying around. You've just set it down. You've taken a break. Maybe you're hiking and you take off this heavy backpack and sit down on a log or a rock, drinking some cool water feeling a cool breeze across the back of your neck and your exposed back now, taking a break. Legs are feeling strong. Body is feeling strong. And as you look around, seeing the beauty of nature around you, maybe you see some trees, Beautiful landscapes off in the distance. The way the light is coming into the valley. There's little splashes of color here and there. Different flowers. Of course, the splash of color of various birds in the trees. And the sounds of nature sound of the soft breeze through the trees, songs of the birds, that smell, that wonderful smell of nature, so fresh, so clean. It's when you're in this state right now that you feel at peace, that you feel in power can create, you can survive, you can thrive. Knowing now that you can drop into this state of clarity, peace and relaxation anytime you wish.
just by following the breath, taking this time to relax. Coming back now with a big deep breath in through your nose, all the way filling up your lungs. A long, slow exhale. One more deep breath in through the nose all the way. A long, slow exhale as you gently let your eyelids rise. Coming back to a state of consciousness now, eyes are open, recognizing that you are able to go into a nice deep state of meditation and find some serenity, some peace, some calmness in your life, maybe even love. This is where we feel compassion. This is where we have a deeper understanding of ourselves of nature, of those around us, when we take a break, when we engage in mindful behavior, shutting out all of the extraneous noises, and just allowing ourselves to hear our own heartbeat, to feel our blood pumping through our bodies. Everyone can do this, and everyone should do this every day. Thank you for joining me on this week's meditation from Empty Your Cup, where I'm here to guide you. Next week, I will be talking about guided imagery. I touched on it a little bit <laughs> as I took you to some forest right now. But next week, we'll go to the beach <laughs> virtually in our minds not like all the crazy people that are crowding the beach right now uh, complaining about how it's hot outside <laughs> ignoring social distancing <laughs> stay right there as i wrap up this week's show with tips on how to add meditation to your daily routine you're here on tate talks From Palm Springs, California, iHub Radio presents inspirational conversation to help you on the path to vitality. Health and wellness conversation is front and center on Tate Talks with Jason Tate. Here's Jason. Here's Jason. Inspirational conversation. I like that. I like being inspiring. You know, it's funny. I, um, as you know, I'm a, a high school science teacher. I teach uh, biology, but I also teach pre-med. I teach nutrition. I teach medical-based nutrition therapy, diet and disease reversal uh, to high school students. And I also do health coaching with adults and I do speaking engagements all across uh, Southern California and then parts of the country as well. 
uh, all around mental health, uh, movement, nutrition, mindfulness, that type of thing. And so um, this uh, show here, iHub Radio Tate Talks, is a, is another platform to be able to be inspirational and share. And so when I work with students, uh, it's a tough job being a teacher because especially teenagers, you know, they're not kindergartners. Uh, they're not third graders. They're not like in love with their teacher. Oh, my God, my teacher is the best ever. Um, you know, they're teenagers. <laughs> you got to connect with a teenager, which is hard because I have a preteen at home. And those of you that, you know, either have preteens or teens uh, at home, adults are not their favorite people uh, by any stretch of the imagination. And school is not their favorite place to be ever. Um, and so it's, it's a really tough crowd. Uh, it's like being a comedian when you're not good and there's a tough crowd or even just having a tough crowd as a comedian. Uh, in this case, I talk about inspiration back to that message, you know, inspiring them to learn or even want to learn is a daily challenge and one that really makes teachers pretty special. Um, the ones that do it, the ones that do it right. So hats off to my colleagues out there and all my teacher friends and everyone who is in a teaching role, whether or not you're teaching at a school or you're teaching in a company or a business or a, you know, whatever it is, whatever capacity it is, hats off to you for sharing the message and sharing knowledge, whatever it is that you're knowledgeable about. And um, yeah, be inspirational. So back to meditation. I want to debrief from our meditation in this last segment um, and talk to my friend here, John, the station manager. There are challenges when it comes to meditation. There are physical challenges of space and, you know, sometimes body physical challenges, even though there aren't as many of those. But um, what are some challenges, John, if I were to ask you if you would be able to set aside 10 minutes a day to meditate, uh, what are some challenges that come up for you uh, if I were to ask you to do that? Uh, Probably first and foremost would be the the unpredictability of my schedule and interruptions that happen because we're kind of in that 24 seven news cycle oriented kind of business. And, and whether it's the phone ringing or it is somebody running into my office or it's, uh, (laughs) you know, somebody calling back because you've been waiting for their call for three days to confirm a booking (laughs) on a show or something like that. And thinking, Oh gosh, I, I want to let it go to voicemail, but if I do, then I may not get back in touch with them for six more days. There's, it's mostly that kind of thing for me. Okay. Uh, It's, it's, um, it's completely plausible for me to say when I, I mean, where I feel like this helps me most is actually when I am at work and can take that time and just kind of zone out and focus on just me. But, but in terms of knowing that I can lay down the law and say no interruptions (laughs) for the next 15 minutes, it's probably more like uh, the middle of the evening at home. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. See, you've already worked through some of the issues, which is good. And I and I would invite everyone to do that. Think about, okay, so maybe work isn't the best place. Um, however, 
God, it's a nice place to be able to reset, right? Because stuff happens. It's one of the reasons that I actually enjoy being involved in the physical production of your show because um, even though I'll use as another example, um, I've never had a substance abuse issue. Uh, It's also one of the reasons that I have always enjoyed working with Toby C on his In This Moment program that he does for people who are battling addiction things because Uh he has one of those very meditative style voices in his message, even though it doesn't necessarily resonate with me on a, this is my challenge in life. I certainly have people in my life who've been challenged by it. So it's a combination of both informative, but it's also that meditational feeling. And it actually leaves me feeling like, wow, I was able to, zone out for an hour and get something inspiring, but also something very relaxing. And it makes me feel better to finish my day out. Uh Uh-huh. That's great. I'll have to listen to his show. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, work is a great place. I I work with a lot of doctors um, and I work with a lot of family medicine residents here at Eisenhower, uh, Eisenhower health. And sometimes I, I do didactics trainings with them and, And I talk about the importance of something that I learned in my health coach training called gathering oneself. Um, And physicians have a tough job where they go from one patient room to the next patient room. And a lot of times they don't pause. They don't take that break in between. And I I recently did a, a session with a bunch of doctors about how important it is to gather yourself and just take two minutes and breathe and relax. And so this is something, even with two minutes, um, that you can do, John, at, at work, and maybe even put a sign up on your door and be, I'm meditating, don't touch me for 10 minutes. Um, you know, because at home it's nice, but at home we're already kind of in a safe and comfortable space. But be able, to be able to get that second wind at work, uh, it's kind of nice if you can take a few minutes and pause, or even just go for a walk outside. Uh, and do that as well. So I totally agree. Yeah. So awesome. This has been a really great show. Uh, I'm excited to share with you next week and talk about uh, going into what I call, well, not what I call, but it's called um, guided imagery, where I can even inspire you to taste a lemon uh, or any other type of foods that you're not actually eating. Uh, but the mind is a powerful thing, and I can take you there. I can take you anywhere in the world. I can take you anywhere in the universe, anywhere your imagination can imagine. And that's guided imagery. So we'll be doing that next week. Also, more about nature bathing and forest bathing uh, as we try and mitigate some of the negative mental health effects that coronavirus, COVID-19, and this quarantine and uh, social isolation is having on all of us. It's been so much fun. Tate Talks is here at iHub Radio every Sunday on all major podcasts to provide current, up-to-date information with regard to health and wellness, to inspire and inform you on how to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.